So I was giving a reading the other day and the person asked, what does it really mean when a planet is in a sign? Right? Just really fundamental understanding of astrology. So a planet like Mars can be in a sign like Aries, which it, it rules. So Mars rules Aries and it's very strong there. So the Mars energies get strengthened. So the energy of ambition, drive, initiation, taking action, it's strengthened. Now, Mars could be in, say, Libra, which is the opposite sign of Aries. And Libra is more indecisive, and it's more about harmony and what's going to be fair and balanced for everybody. So the warrior is now having to think about what's fair and balanced rather than just gung-ho and I'm just going to go for it in Aries. Right, so that planetary energy that shows up in ourselves or in others or in the environment around us, it changes based on where it is. And a very interesting thing just happened on uh, September uh, 13th and 12th. So started this week. Uh, it starts with uh, almost every planet in its own sign. Right, so Mars in Aries, Moon in Cancer, Sun in Leo, Mercury in Virgo, Jupiter in Sagittarius, Saturn in Capricorn. The only one missing there is Venus is not in its own sign. It's in Cancer. But what happens when you have all these planets in their own signs? This is really powerful, focused energy. It doesn't mean things are going to be necessarily good or bad or any particular expression, but it's a very focused energy of each of those planets. The energy of action and ambition and drive of Mars, the emotional expression of Cancer, the sort of sense of willpower and your soul connection of the sun and Leo, uh, the communication, your business skills and Mercury, your beliefs and ideals of Jupiter, your wisdom, your ability to do hard work, your discipline and patience of Saturn. All of these energies are just amplified and we can choose how to direct them anywhere we want. But maybe you feel over this weekend that you felt like this sort of moment of clarity. And I talked to a lot of people who've had this, some sort of things kind of coming a little bit clearer. So when a planet is, comes into a different sign, now it's taking that energy of that planet plus the energy of that sign. So it muddles things up a bit, right? And it makes things more complex. Things maybe feel a little more simple for you over this weekend. And there's a moment of clarity of like, oh, okay, this makes sense. So things start to click and you kind of see what uh, you really want to focus on. I'll share uh, a personal story. I've been wanting to get a dog for a while and I've, I'm totally a cat person. I love cats. I always grew up with cats. I have a kitten and I thought, you know, maybe she'd like a dog to play with. She grew up around a dog uh, for the few, first couple of months before I got her. And uh, I thought maybe it'd be nice to take the dog for walks and everything like this. So I went and met someone to pick up this dog. And uh, when I got there, it was much bigger than I thought from the pictures and uh, much more energetic than they maybe represented. And when I brought it home, it did not get along with the cat. And there's a whole story about how this, as soon as I brought it home, it just felt wrong. And it was like this moment of clarity for me of like, I thought I wanted a dog. Now I know for sure that's okay. I don't need a dog. I'm okay without a dog. I just want my kitten and I'll be happy with that. So I brought the dog back. We I talked to the person. It's like, this isn't a good fit. It's not going to work. You know, it's a very difficult decision to make. Huge, I mean, huge decision to make. And maybe over this past week, and you've had some sort of major decision like that, where you have to say like, okay, you know, this is the direction I'm going to go. I'm not going to go that direction. 
we're going to go this direction. And you're like, somebody I was giving a reading to is like, should I move or stay in the place? Is, is, is it a good idea to stay where I'm living? Should I move somewhere else? Uh, that kind of big decision of like, should I stay here or move somewhere else? Should I have a dog in my life, which completely changes my life, of course, or not? Is it not the right time, right fit? So this moment of clarity this past week, and if you didn't have that, I highly encourage you to journal, to reflect. I love journaling in the the month, uh, so the past week I did the monthly horoscope and I sent out an email to everyone on my newsletter uh, with a list of those exercises I gave. So you can listen to that past episode about the whole month of September. And there's some exercises I gave out there uh, that I highly recommend to get clarity on what you want to focus on. If you want the printout of that, those exercises, uh, join the email list, send me a message on Instagram at jeremy.quietmind or email me jeremy at quietmind.yoga and I can send you that free uh, PDF printout so you can write out the exercises. But I, I explained them all in the podcast too. So something to do self-reflection to really understand like what am I learning? What have I learned? We're closing an 18-month cycle with Rahu and Ketu. They transit every 18 months and every 18 years they go back to that same spot again. So we had Rahu in Gemini and Ketu in Sagittarius, and that's ending on Sunday, the 20th. Huge time of change. And it's nice that we have this, this happens to correlate with this time where we have all the planets in their own sign, almost all the planets in their own sign uh, this past weekend. So it gives you this sort of moment of clearing up the water, getting rid of the muddied water for a moment. So you see things a little bit clearer of everything that's happened this year. And now choosing what you want to do with that information, how you want to go forward. So Mars and Aries is going retrograde, as I've mentioned last week. So it's going backwards right now, reviewing your actions. What's worked? What do you do when you're at your best? What do you do when you're not at your best? Try to replace the negative habits with the positive habits. Don't try to just cut out the bad habits. That's, that's never an effective strategy. You've got to replace them. You've got to give your brain a new neural pathway to follow. So, oh, I do really well when I'm listening to audiobooks. And well, I listen to audiobooks like once a week. Maybe I should try twice a week, maybe three times. Maybe I replace this um, distraction, this like skimming through social media, replace that with listening to an audiobook and doing housework or uh, make a list that Mars energy likes to check things off a list, get things done and go back through your list. Like what is still left undone that you want to finish? Did you have a goal at the beginning of the year that you haven't gotten around to yet? This Mars retrograde time for the next couple of months is a great time to review those actions. Not the best time for getting a dog, starting a completely new thing in your life like that, uh, with Mars retrograde, right? So I, uh, can be the experimenter for you sometimes. Like in Mercury retrograde, I've, I've done this twice where I bought a new computer during Mercury retrograde. Both times was a bad idea. The, second, the last time I did it was a laptop and it got stolen. Or no, Two times ago, it was a laptop that got stolen and lost it. And then the last time was a computer, a desktop. It just took like an extra month to get it. So, you know, you can do things during retrogrades, but expect delays, setbacks, and obstacles Right? And I've tested these things and I tested it this weekend with the starting a new thing. Right? Mars retrograde is like not the best time for like completely new things like this. Like a dog changes your life. Uh, and I had to go back or the retrograde, go back. Okay, I have to give you a dog back. It's not going to work. Uh, so fortunately, they were able to do that too. 
Uh, and then we have uh, Venus and Cancer right now, and a good, great time for connecting emotionally to your partner and understanding what's happening in their mental sphere, in their mind, in their emotions, their feelings, and just getting to know them on a deeper, more intimate level. The Sun's in Leo, and that's going to move into Virgo this week. So Sun moves into Virgo, and now it starts to uh, bring out more of our analytical mind. If you have been behind on managing your finances, this Virgo energy can give you the analytical willpower to do that, of uh, whipping off the spreadsheets or crunching the numbers and these sort of things that uh, get you more thinking about your finances, your business, your strategies, and that sort of thing. But also your personal self-care, your healing. Virgo is also representing healing, bringing Ayurvedic herbs. Uh, if you know, like, I, if I drink this tea, I feel really good. Or if I get up at this time, I feel really good. Uh, something that I've done personally to strengthen, like, my own sun energy, right? Sun is like your energetic force, your prana, your life force. If you feel low energy consistently, which I've had many times throughout my life, something that I find works really well for me and I've gotten back into is like, oh, yeah, that really works. Again, Mars retrograde. Like, what really worked? When I was doing this, when did I feel my best? What was I doing? So one of the things for me was having a 14-hour window where I don't eat. And this is something that I learned in Ayurvedic training many years ago, but it's being validated now with like modern research and everybody's getting on this trend about intermittent fasting. Well, it's like it's been, you know, it's thousands of years old in Ayurveda. And uh, the idea is you have your last meal about three to five hours before bed. So for example, if you go to bed at 10 p.m., you want to finish your last meal around 5 p.m. So you've got about five hours for your body to just digest that food. So when you go to sleep, your body's not trying to process all the things it does when you sleep, which there's a multitude of things that's happening while you're sleeping, uh, and trying to digest your food at the same time. Right? There's not enough resources necessarily to do those, both of those very well, and you might wake up groggy, tired, go through the day feeling sluggish. But if you finish digesting before bed, that's the magic. And then you get up, and you give yourself, make it a 14-hour window. So if you finish dinner at 5, that means you have breakfast at 7 a.m. And this also lines up with uh, something I talk about in my yoga teacher training and anatomy. You know, uh, one of my anatomy teachers would say breakfast at 7, lunch at 12, dinner at 5. To talk about the vertebrae of the spine. All right, so there's 7 vertebrae in your neck, 12 vertebrae in your thoracic spine, 5 in the lumbar spine. So... Breakfast at 7, lunch at 12, dinner at 5. And you have your biggest meal of the day at noon. When the sun's at the highest, the yang, the pitta energy is the strongest. Again, this all nourishes your sun. We're talking about sun in Virgo, the healing of your solar energy. Try the intermittent fasting thing. Uh, I don't, I've tried these things of like, uh, you know, you only have a five hour window of eating. That doesn't work well for my body. Maybe it does for you, uh, but I like this this very simple breakfast at 7, lunch at 12, dinner at 5, and then I give myself that plenty of time to digest the food, so when I sleep, it's much more high-quality sleep, and I actually use uh, the app Auto Sleep on my Apple Watch to track that to make sure I'm getting enough sleep. Actually, when the pandemic started, I was like, I don't need to track my sleep anymore. I just, you know, I don't have to drive around as much, so I've got all this... 
certainly get enough sleep. I got all this time to sleep in if I need to. And, uh, and then of course it, it sort of shifts and I kind of fell out of it in some way. So I had to actually start tracking it again, just to make sure I was getting enough sleep and see why my energy was going down. And this is one of the things I came back to, especially doing the Mars retrograde exercise of reviewing. What did I do when I was at my best? This was one of the things. So I hope that you find that helpful. If you want to try it on for a week, see how your energy is. I'd love to hear your results with it. Uh, you can, again, message me on Instagram at jeremy.quietmind or email me jeremy at quietmind.yoga. So Mercury is uh, still in Virgo this week. So I'm just going to skip ahead on my uh, calendar of everything. And... Mercury in Virgo also makes it great for a time for business, analyzing your business, uh, again, reviewing what worked well in your business, and uh, if there's any sort of major decisions you need to make as far as like completely new deals, see if you can hold off on those, but refining things, fine-tuning things, and uh, make sure you're up to date on your communication, right? The stronger your communication is right now, the more energizing that will be as well. With Mercury and Sun together in Virgo, going for nice long walks is a great time to do that. That's going to feel healing and restorative for you, very likely. And making sure your business communication is really sound right now and uh, maybe even upping the communication a little bit, over-communicating if you need to, but making sure you're connected with all the things that do with your business so that they're functioning well and there's an energy energizing effect to that. And again, now, so it's Sunday, the 20th, K2 moves out of Sagittarius into Scorpio. Rahu moves out of Gemini into Taurus. I'll have a whole episode just on this, this week. So that's a huge transit 18 month cycle, as I mentioned a bit in the monthly horoscope. But K2 is considered exalted in Scorpio. Rahu is considered exalted in Taurus. They're always opposite, but this is very good. This is very strong placement. Uh, well, good. <laughs> it's very strong is a better way to say it. So it's positive, negative, or neutral. We get to choose what to do with these energies, but it's very strong. K2 does very well in Scorpio. K2 is the mystical, the mysterial, the depths of things, the spirituality. It wants to know uh, what's the big purpose of things. Why are we here? How does this all fit together? And Scorpio is very much similar to those things. It's the depths of things, the uh, it's a water sign. It's about what's under the emotions, what's under the motivations, the psychology of things. So getting deeper into your own psyche and your psychology, understanding what drives you, who you are, why you're here, your bigger purpose, your dharma, your beliefs, your ideals, these sort of things that drive you and your psychology, understanding yourself better. Uh, another little side note, one of the tools I really like is the Enneagram been talking about that recently a lot with my partner. Uh, I Years ago, I got really into it and read every book I could find, and there were only a handful, but now there's so many awesome resources on the Enneagram. If you want to check that out and start to understand some more about your personality and your psychology, this next 18-month cycle that starts on Sunday is a great time to do that, really getting into your depths of your soul, of like, who are you? Why are you here? What do you have to offer? And, you know, that's a very simple question that is good to ask yourself daily in meditation of just how can I be of service today? What can I bring forth? How can I give my gifts today? And the Scorpio, the K2 and Scorpio invites you to go deeper into that, to look at what you really have to offer. 
Rahu is over there in Taurus, opposite this. Rahu is the head without a body that's insatiable, wants to con constantly consume more, and has insatiable energy in Taurus, which is a sign of stability. It's an earth sign. It's about our wealth and our assets, food that we like, uh, anything that's nice and luxurious. So stability, security. So, you know, I'll talk about what's happening on the global level on the Rahu Ketu episode, but on the personal level, this week, starting Sunday, now you start to shift into this focus on what feels stable and secure for you. What is your foundation? Building the sense of stability and security. Building a sense of wealth. Right? So if you've had trouble with your finances, now is the time where you'll have a lot of energy to build wealth and focus on what makes sense for you financially. And again, with, with everything happening this week with Sun and Mercury and Virgo, Rahu goes to the Taurus, it's a great time to look at your finances and get really clear on where what the trajectory is. Is it down or up, right? You want to uh, focus on that and for the next 18 months, you're going to have a lot of energy to do that. And you just want to be mindful not to worry about it. Because Rahu, wherever it is, it can bring this sense of like, uh, oh, what about this? What about that? What about this? Am I doing this right? Is this is this the, you know, so what's going to happen with your finances of, uh, is this a bad investment? Is this the right thing to spend my money on? Is this, you know, should I buy this thing? Uh, what's going to help me feel secure? Do I need this? Do I need that? Uh, there's this sort of, uh, almost sometimes it can be manic, it can be uh, compulsive, it can be hypochondria with Rahu, wherever it is, especially when it's in the sixth house. But uh, for, for Taurus in general, like just notice if there's this thing of like, I need to get this one more thing or this other thing, and then I'll feel the sense of security or stability, or I'll have this like sense that I'm building wealth. Uh, that sort of putting your security and stability outside of yourself, it's some external marker that is constantly moving, of course, is never going to work. So find the sense of security and stability within first, then this Rahu energy is just like play of like, okay, what can I uh, invest in? How can I build, uh, do these activities, do these exercises, do these routines, habits, of course, with everything with Saturn, uh, what's going to build my sense of structure and stability and inner security. And everything else on top of that is this sort of play. And you know, I like, I'm very detail oriented, I like to schedule things a lot. So like setting up an ideal week is something I love to do. I use the full focus planner that I love, and uh, that's by Michael Hyatt, if you want to check that out. Uh, but it, it has like an ideal week. It sets up your whole daily schedule, your your weekly review, all this stuff. So it's very, very much Taurus, very much Virgo. And with Rahu and Taurus, it's a time where you just want to be mindful if you start to worry a lot about all these things, your safety and security, you're constantly worrying about them. Uh, and know that's an illusion. Rahu and K2 are not real planets. They're imaginary uh, bodies in the sky based on the north and south node of the moon. So they're not real. It's illusion. Wherever they are, it's there's an illusion, right? And even with K2, like you're understanding your depths of your psychology, your personality, there's an illusion to that as well. And if you try to analyze other people's psychology and their what's motivating them, there's an illusion to that. There's projections, there's shadow, there's things we're not seeing clearly, and that's okay. Uh, but when we're aware of that, we can have this sense of play and curiosity and exploration with it.
Jupiter is still in Sagittarius as it has been, but now it's going direct as it turned this month. So that's awesome. More of this uh, optimism, hope, growth. And again, I heard it this past week. Somebody said, you know, I've just felt like a loss of hope and now I feel hopeful again. All right, Jupiter is back in Sagittarius going forward. Like finally, some hope again, some optimism, some expansion and growth. And uh, again, everything in this I'm saying is going to depend on your charts. You want to know your rising sign and see where all this lands for you and your transits. I'm not doing readings right now, but you can sign up for the Vedic Astrology 101 course at quietmindastrology.com. And I will be doing readings again in November uh, because I'm focusing solely on my teacher training right now. Uh, but Jupiter there gives us this expansion of optimism right now. And this week is a time to, if you're not feeling the hope and optimism yet, do those journaling exercises that I mentioned in the previous episode for the month. Highly recommend those. What are you looking forward to? There is something. There is something you're looking forward to. It might be small. It might be seem like it's not much, not enough. But there's something you're looking forward to. And you can expand on that and find another thing you're looking forward to and another thing. And this Jupiter gives us that expansive energy to grow into that thing. Your ideals, your beliefs, your spiritual beliefs, your spiritual teachers. If you don't listen to mantras, I love mantras. They're so uplifting. There's so much energy in them. Such a strong Jupiter energy of listening to mantras. Like Krishna Das. Uh, I like Guru Nam Singh. Does uh, some uh, Sikh mantras. There, there's so many great mantra singers out there, look them up on Spotify or whatever player you use. That's a great way to connect to the optimism and expansion of Jupiter right now. Saturn's still going retrograde a little longer to the end of the month in Capricorn. Still this time of kind of going back as delays, setbacks, it's slowing things down. But Saturn goes retrograde every year, so no big deal. It's something we're all used to. But it's going to go forward at the end of the month. And that now starts to, if you've been wanting to get your routines, your structures, your disciplines, your habits down, your meditation practices, your yoga practices, this is going to give you a lot of boost to do that. And uh, what did you, what were you doing back in January? What were you doing back in March? And this, there's a sort of closure that's going to happen with that by the end of this month. And we'll see that on the global scale, with like, okay, now there's a vaccine and there's, you know, we start to move forward with the COVID stuff, but there will still be, you know, it's, it's, that story's long from over with. Uh, Saturn's in Capricorn another two years or so. So we're going to, you know, keep seeing all this, this lockdown. We can't control any of that, right? It doesn't matter. It's out of our control. We can't control the media, the lockdowns, the masks, all this stuff. That's outside of our control, uh, but we can control how we choose to respond to it. And that's what yoga, that's what Vedic astrology, Ayurveda is all about. We get to choose in between every stimulus and response. We have the choice of how to respond to it. And with Saturn retrograde and Capricorn, it's a time of like, okay, what have I learned over this past several months now, This all this stuff happening in the world? And what has it happened for what has happened for me on a personal level? What have I become firmer in my beliefs? What have I learned? What disciplines have I learned? And discipline is all is the ultimate freedom of saying, like, okay, no matter what's happening outside, I'm going to get up and do my meditation practice. No matter what's happening in the world, I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to be kind and compassionate to other people. I'm going to take care of my diet, my health. I'm going to have my routines and structures. And you're finding that stability and security that cannot be taken away. 
And this is all just like a massive test. Saturn is always, wherever it is, it's a massive test. Test on your home, your work, your finances, your career, everything. It's just Saturn and Capricorn, just everything is just amplified. And Pluto is right now retrograde. It's going to go back into Capricorn. So this whole thing is not done. There's two more years. Uh, so it's going to go through that again. And we're still, it's like we're in a massive storm right now. And 2020 has been challenging on so many levels. But we're inside the storm. And all this stuff is happening around us. But we can find a calm center in ourselves, no matter what's happening outside us. So that's the lesson. That's the opportunity in all this. And this particular week, again, what were you doing when you're at your best? What were you doing when you're at your worst? And you got, you've probably gotten to see that a lot in stark contrast this year. So now you know, right? Okay, got the lesson, got the message. Now let's move forward. And let's say, okay, I'm going to take the best things I've learned and just focus on doing those things. Listening to podcasts, audiobooks, going for walks, time in nature, meditating, eating good foods. Maybe you do the intermittent fasting thing. You have 14 hours where you don't eat. Give yourself five hours before bed to digest. Uh, maybe you start to look at your psychology more. You understand your psyche more. Maybe you explore things like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs uh, or astrology. Just maybe take the Astrology 101 course and you understand yourself better, how this all plays out. Start to find this inner sense of security. Listen to things that uplift you and inspire you and connect you to your hope and optimism. Know that you can work through this. Anything is workable. Even with that dog, I knew I can make this work, right? If I really wanted to put in the work, I can do it, but it's going to be a lot of work with that particular dog and that particular dynamic with my cat. Uh, and that was not something I wanted to do. And that's okay, right? Sometimes you've got to say like, you know, I know I can do this. I know this is going to be a lot of work, but that's not where I want to direct my energy. And that's okay, right? It's like all the energy I'm going to put into uh, making this work with the dog, that's going to take away from my work, my relationship, my own self-care. Uh, and that's not something that I want to do right now. And that's okay. And this dog has a fine home where it was, and that'll be okay. And it can find a better home. Uh, so sometimes we've got to let those things go and know that that's the lesson too of what we have to let go of. Uh, but in a lot of cases, if we want to have the thing, if I really wanted that dog and it was like, this is what I want to do, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice to make. We all have the ability to make those sacrifices and to put that work in and to do that thing to get that result that we're moving towards, that we feel called towards in our soul. And we listen within to do that. We do meditation. We do our practices to listen within and do that. And then we look outside. And, you know, I'm just giving you the weather report for the week. This is what's happening in the weather. And now you know how to dress appropriately and prepare appropriately. Hope you found this helpful. Again, you can check out the quietmindastrology.com website if you want to check out the, the uh, Vedic Astrology 101 course. And if you want to practice yoga with me, the Quiet Mind membership is opening next week on Tuesday the 22nd. It's only open for a week, once a quarter. And that's where all my videos, all my yoga teachings are there. And there's monthly focus on a different core competency of yoga. This is all interconnected. Yoga, Ayurveda, Vedic astrology, from the Vedic teachings, I feel in my experience and my research of looking at everything out there and being so immersed and in love with philosophy and wisdom and exploring all this stuff, this is the most resonant, most valuable, most true path that I've found. 
Vedic astrology, yoga, Ayurveda, those three tools together is incredibly powerful and gives me everything I need to live my life at my best. And I love sharing it. So if you want to check out the yoga practices, you can do the free audio classes over on the Quiet Mind Yoga podcast or check out quietmind.yoga slash membership and get on the waiting list for the online Quiet Mind Yoga membership where all my yoga classes are there. There's a private community and uh, that's the yoga side of things. But here we are on the astrology side of things and I'll see you soon as I share more about Rahu and Ketu in this big 18-month transit that we're about to start on Sunday. Hope you have a great week and look forward to sharing more with you soon.